0: Hello, everyone, it's Raz. I just wanted to speak with you for a minute before we get into today's episode of 7th C. This show is a solo adventure for Yazabel Mornero, which we would normally produce for our Patreon supporters. Today, however, we wanted to share it with everyone. Now, our reason for doing this is twofold. First, it was a lot of fun, and the cast really hit their stride with this episode. So, hang on, it's going to be a great ride. And second, It's to demonstrate the kind of content that you are missing if you aren't a Patreon member. But don't worry. All of our past solo adventures, interviews, and behind-the-scenes shows that we have published are available to you once you join, so that you can catch up on loads more exclusive content, a lot of which does tie directly into the narrative or history of the main stories and shows that you already enjoy. And new for this year, we've established a tier where you can be one of four people to hire Raz for a private game that would be set up for you and three of your friends remotely, if you're interested in that kind of thing. So, if you've been waiting for the right time to jump in, trust us, it's now. So please check us out at www.patreon.com slash join slash the Bardic College and begin enjoying all the bonus content in our library and updates regarding special appearances that will be happening by the Bardic College this convention season. And of course... To all of our patrons and supporters, we want to say thank you. We could not have gotten this far without you. It's because of your generosity that we continue to write, produce, commission art, theme music, and software to keep these shows running. We have been at this almost 18 months, and with your continued generosity, we will be here in another 18 months from now making more of these type of shows. Thank you everyone, and please remember to like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to our shows. Now let's get back to the action. And listen to the episode that we have rightfully named, The Music Stopped, and She Fired. Welcome to the world of Theia, a wondrous and imaginary place where tall ships, magic and adventure, calls to the hearts of many brave women and men such as yourselves. Whether you've come seeking profit, fame, titles, or perhaps even glory for the nations you've chosen to serve, one thing is certain, the more you risk, the greater will be your reward. We send you now to join with your new crew aboard the Seraphim. She's a proud ship, with a stout captain and a strong crew. And even though this be her maiden voyage, your mission is so important that news of it has already begun to spread across the seas. So sharpen your cutlass, prime your muskets and ready yourselves for the journey of a lifetime. The tides be right, and it's time we were away there, Yeah, you came back. You know why? Because you had nothing better to do! Well, I hope it's something more than that. Anyway, this is Raz, and tonight we're doing a solo adventure, but it's not so goddamn solo now, is it? Of course not, because we're joined by almost the entire crew of the Seraphim. And why? Because they are off to San Sancha. And they're involved in a vision quest that Yezabel Monero had while on uh, at Fort Freedom. She ran into this... A crazy lady, uh, to quote Nacho Libre. And the crazy lady sent her, told her that she needed to go to the island uh, where San Sancha, the city of San Sancha, is, and to visit the Church of the Virgin Rose. So after our last encounter, where uh, Anika's family on the island of Makaro had some problems and, and had to make decisions regarding Bori and uh, Ursa. Those situations are behind us, and we've decided that before the Seraphim sets off to go for its second contact on the scroll of scrolls, uh, we're going to stop off in Sun Sancha and hopefully give Yazabel a day or two to kind of understand what's what happened and who this Francesca woman was who came to her in this vision. So, crew, thanks for joining us tonight. Yazabel, how are you?
1: I am so excited. This is... My first solo adventure of 7th Sea. And I have some crewmates with me.
0: Very different than most of them, yes.
1: I've been saying it all week, in jest and camaraderie. It's nice to have backup.
0: Right, there you go. It's nice to bring along sidekick.
1: Exactly.
2: Yes. Tonight, we officially are the sidekicks.
0: Well, you'll be surprised how much kicking to the side there will be. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Kicking to decide. Uh, we're joined tonight by Ezra Monkey, York. How are you doing tonight, Ezra? Uh,
3: Ezra's doing great tonight. He's excited to find out where she's going. What's going on with this crazy old lady?
0: <laughs> That's a crazy lady. Yeah, because Ezra was the one who kind of followed her and then saw her in the chapel, uh, basically kissing the feet of the of this virgin idol and then whispering to it and walking out, yeah, this I this uh statue. And <laughs> Ezra was like, Well that's another broken Spaniard. I guess I've seen those before. It's, They're a dime a dozen. Um, and Alyssa, how are you this evening? You've picked up a sword, I believe, a sword, and you now have a pistolas and a sword?
4: Why, yes, I am uh, armed. The, the young lady that normally uh, fights her battles with her words has decided, mm, words might not get me very far when the other person has a sword and is trained with it, so... I've picked up a sword, I have my pistol as a last resort, and I'm ready to go.
0: (laughs) Excellent. And we are also joined by Captain Gregor O'Smythe. How is Gregor doing tonight, Justin?
2: Doing very well this evening. We've had a bit of a soul search with the crew, and a lot of conversation on the way to San Sancha. Looking forward to making land.
0: Land it shall be. All right, so the boat, uh, the the Seraphim... Glides effortlessly through the water and makes its way to the city of San Sancha. As we know, I, I as we closed out the last episode, I, we were sort of at that point where you were docking, uh, piloted in. This is a, a city of about 30,000. It is massive. Just go back and kind of put it in that era of um, any of the Zorro movies um, in California, The that architecture style of the Spanish, you know, um, buildings. There's a few churches in town. Um, they're very Vadicene, these people. It is definitely a Spanish, it's a Spanish port, so you were coming in with Avalonian colors. There's no war at the at the time. You're fine. If you were flying a TB and trading company, that would be different. You would definitely not be welcome in. But they have a blockade. So there's five ships set up, staggered with their gun ports out towards the water where you, you know, as you make your approach, you weave in and out of them. But a pilot does that, you make land. And immediately Annika says, you know, that she needs to she needs to clear her head. Um, doing some trade would be good for her, getting some of this the, the business done. So she speaks with Alyssa for a moment while everyone's securing the ship. And she goes off with a list of what you have in the hold, Alyssa, and the prices you're hoping to get, if not better. Annika promises that whatever, she'll get at least that, if not more. And she will also come back with bloody knuckles. So she's hoping to have a really good round was- of... Uh,
4: yeah, yeah, I was gonna say if if it's Annika going out, I have no doubts that we're going to get a great price.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, um, no, you can do better. Uh, you know, that, that whole thing. Uh, probably and, and, negotiations. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Barbarian barter tactics, uh, is pretty much where we're at. The rest of you um go in and for some some guilders, gold coins, whatever the currency is in San Sancha. I'm sure guilders would work. It's it's all It's all good if it's gold, Uh, are able to procure a few horses because the trek, you know, you're here at about noon and the trek is several hours uh, up the coast of the island to reach the Church of the Virgin Rose, the chapel okay, of the Virgin Rose.
2: Gregor groans at the sight of the horses.
0: Well, you have. Do you have ride at all? One. Oh, so you know how to get on something.
2: I know how to get on the horse.
0: Okay. Anyone not have ride, Jezebel, don't tell me it's you. Okay. So Jezebel, you're not good on sea and you're not good on a horse. So did you want to rent a coach to bring you out there? That's very expensive. Pony
3: cart, pony cart. It,
0: Gregor
2: I've... will will vote for that.
1: No, I mean there is no need to rent a cumbersome coach to travel up into the mountains. Surely I can share with someone. Elisa, we are both, you know, small, well, smaller than men. Um, Surely we could share some sort of steed. I will grasp you firmly.
0: Elisa, do you have ride? I do. Okay. And is your ride a one? It is. So we, ladies and gentlemen, we have just learned (laughs) of the 7th seed dump stat. That's fabulous. So for those of you who... (laughs) unfamiliar in- with what that means it means oh shit i'm not gonna get on a horse that often so i won't put any dots in it
4: in okay. my defense we are on a boat <laughs> most of the time <laughs> so i figured it was safe <laughs> i could t- i can tell
0: you more of this game will be on horseback than on the boat
4: oh shit well fuck
2: <laughs> i guess the right, I mean, night's game and- or more of the game in general because i may have issues <laughs>
0: The, there's quite a bit on the water, but there are parts of it when you land to go to your contacts that are like a week inland. So you're going to be on the ground, on the land a lot. But anyway, not a problem. We learn as we go. This is San Sancha and we have almost bomb-proof ponies. So, um.
4: Isabel can get on my horse with me. I'll, um, I'll let her come up, but you have to watch where you put your hands, ma'am.
0: She has wandering digits. I've i want heard
1: that. I want to be sure that I don't fall off. Don't you care for my safety? <laughs> don't you care for my modesty? What is modesty? Just get a doing? grip wherever
2: you can, Isabel. It'll be all right.
1: No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like someone's giving permission for a handy, and that's not actually something you can give permission for. So, let's move on. The uh, <laughs> We don't want a Game of Thrones situation going on.
2: With uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. riding
2: down the beach,
0: yeah. All right, so by one p.m., you've heard a church bell go off, and you see some guards in bluish, blue and whites go running, uh, and you definitely hear the sound of someone getting beaten. You're thinking it may be in the market square, so it's time to lot ride. That could be Annika just kind of hashing out some details of of the yeah. On we go. So on horseback, anyone with a ride of one, it doesn't, you're fine. This isn't about anybody with a zero ride. If the horses were to get startled or scared, or you had to go at a full gallop, that would be something we would have to test. But in this, you're fine. It's, it's basically Palominos following each other in a straight line up the hills into the, you know, into the hinterlands and then down along the coast. Hours pass, uh, conversations happen about, you know, the fight with the devilfish. Things uh, that have happened, you know, with, Bjor- uh, with Bori and Annika's people, the Islanders, the fact that, you know, uh, Milton Davis-, Davis went off to the island of Makaro anyway to check on some things. But you know what? You're in a fast ship and you're heading the other direction. Should be fine. Uh, d- sun is just starting to go down over the tops of the mountains. So it's becoming dusk uh, as you ride up. And let me show everybody at uh, in the game what you see. At first, you're going to see The Fog of War on Roll 20. Uh, Barta College roll uses Roll 20 for all of its visuals. So I will describe it to the people at home if it doesn't go bad. And then if it does, you'll hear me say we hate Roll 20. Okay, can everybody see that? The Church of the Virgin Rose? So it is a white building that sits on the border of a... So on the side facing you, everyone, that is basically mar- must marshy water. Uh, it kind of... Levees up to the side of the uh, the sea, but it's a marshland approaching the door that you see with the two windows. It's a whitewash building with uh, that type of uh, terracotta uh, roofing. You have a central spire uh, for the bell tower, which is which has some. It's almost like gun or arrow slits, very small ones at the top. So the whole church at chapel itself is about forty forty five feet tall um there is another approach that you can go directly in from the side off to your left that would be the side you would approach with right now and behind the church closer to the sea so all the way on the back corner would be a small cemetery okay as you approach there are some torches or you know those things that they stick in the ground that uh burn what do they call them with the at the top like the tiki torches but there's another name for it i think Okay, tiki torch. Uh which we're in the wrong. The part torch of that you stick in the ground. Yeah, the torch you stick in the ground. Uh they're lit. There's like four or five of them lighting just the, the front of the church, casting just beginning to start to cast shadows and glows, because as I said, the sun, the sky is starting to turn a, a deep violet color. And uh Jezebel, you are you're in the front right now and you don't see anyone around. But the the door to the chapel is closed. Uh there is a, a small breeze coming in. Nothing crazy. It is the month of May, so the weather is, is nice. It's probably right now in the evening, low 70s. And uh, what do you want to do? How do you want to make your approach?
1: Um, do I see candlelight in the windows? Is there...
0: The chapel appears like there could be someone in it. Um, as you know, a lot of Vadasine chapels are 24 hours a day anyway. You can always right. go in to pray. There, There's a sanctuary to them uh, that they don't get locked up but you don't see anyone milling about outside.
1: Okay. Well, uh, my friends, I believe it is imperative to seek out this uh, Friar Pablo, who I was told to come and speak with, so if we could find somewhere to anchor the smelly beasts, and then we could, uh, to make our way inside.
0: Okay, there's no real place to anchor the horses unless you want to do it on the cemetery side. There is a, um, there's some stakes in the ground where you could you know, lightly just drop them, you know, the reins and kind of free rein them or tie them off. You can okay. put them around that tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also t- anchor them somehow to the tree with the reins. They, you know, you can make that work.
1: Okay, so just so they don't wander.
0: Small palm tree. Yep. Okay, so you make your. You go up to do you knock on the door before the four of you enter, or is it oh. more of just a
1: Oh yes. Wait, there's oh. a there's a knock.
0: All right. Um you try the door and it it does swing open for you. Uh inside is a is a nicely accrued chapel for how far out in the wilderness kind of um there's really nothing else around this part of the island. There's plantation fields and stuff way off in the distance. But this patch of land, there's there's no big community that you see. Um, there's no small town, like you passed a couple on the way, but that was over an hour ago it's just this chapel that sits uh, you know, on the, the on the water uh, on the eastern side of the island and when you open the door there's obviously all the, the accruements of, of a Vaticine chapel Uh there's some some modest gold pieces but, mo- you know, like uh, a small cup for the altar, things of that nature, but for the most part Whitewashed, simple, simple pews, you know, just that kind of Caribbean style that you would, you know, you would expect to see in the sixteen hundreds.
2: Gregor looks a little bit nervous in the church, but just kind of looking around. It's like, eh.
0: <laughs> okay, Gregor's not a fan of the whole Vatican it up.
1: Isabel, by contrast, um, enters the church extreme amount of you know of reverence you know there does the proper ceremony upon entering very quiet removes the hat the whole thing goes up and you know even trying to make her steps quieter because in churches there's often an echo yep so she's even trying to be quiet like you guys have never seen her so like calm
0: yep penitent Alyssa.
1: Elisa
4: does the same thing because she's also, uh, from the church of the Vatican. Um, not as, um, not as carefully as Isabel, but, um, you know, she goes up to the front and she says the same quiet prayer that she always says when she does her nightly prayers.
0: Ezra just straight in. How are you approaching?
3: Yeah. Ezra's not really terribly impressed. It's not Ezra's bag. Um, He just walks in for him. It's just a building from a different religion.
0: Yep. Okay. Uh, an old man, white-haired, uh, comes from somewhere in the back of the church up towards where the altar would be, or some people would call that the front of the church. Actually, you enter in the back. So from the front of the church, he appears, and he's, he seems nervous. And he's like, um, I'm so sorry how the um the cha- the chapel is she is closed she, no more today no we have no more today i'm so sorry please if i please and he starts walking towards you and making his way with his hands very expressive trying to herd you back out almost like sheep
1: um what one moment i i offer to speak to him in castilian okay um my my good man, um, we are looking for, um, a friar Pablo. I, my name is Isabel Minero. I was asked by a woman, um, I believe Francesca was her name. I was, I was told to seek you out. I am sorry that we have disturbed your peace in the middle of the night, but I was told to come.
0: See, sí, see, sí. um... Okay this is all very good i uh, i am so sorry there is you a little boy um seven or eight runs from the back of the church and you see a a girl in the tender age of of young womanhood come running after him hurry oh, no you must uh... oh, I'm sorry friar he's like no child no please this these are good people, but they just wish to say a prayer and then be on their way. These, these are. These, there is no need to fret. There is no need to worry. She's like, "How do you know that they are not with him?" No, no, child, it is. It is fine. They. Uh, this is uh, Senorita Minero, and she came to. She came to speak with me, but I. I had told her this is not the night. Take Jorge back. You go, child. You go. He looks at you and he says. It is a foul de- evening that I am going to be facing. If it would be much better and safer for you and your friends, please. Just, just come back tomorrow, maybe. Tomorrow night.
1: My, my dear You're friar. all hearing
0: this, by the way, so yes.
1: My, my dear friar, what is, is something wrong? You, you seem in, in great distress.
0: Is the child in trouble? The, uh, the child is not here, senor, um for all that is, for all that the Watcher above and the the Master of our destinies, if whatever, whatever you believe, please call upon him in prayer for us this evening, but the, the little boy and that well, that girl, they are not here. Be no, they, they are shadows
3: just... from another world, then.
0: I, please, senor, senorita, please. This is, we are in we have very little time. Um, Are those is-
2: children in danger?
0: He looks looks at you again, Isabel, and says, this is not easy to explain. We Soon he will come, and he will bring men to take her back. I must hide them. And I, I, Jorge made a mistake, but please, if you know what is good for you, you will make your way back down to the road. And there is a village... Uh, about three leagues if you head due west you'll come into it you'll you'll meet people there they will keep you for the night. You can even find lodgings please
1: lodgings are not my concern. I was told to come here and I find you and these children if there is something we can do, if the children need to not be here i I know that you don't know who I am but we could take them for a while and bring them back in the morning. We have a ship in the harbor. No one would think to look there for the children.
0: You see his eyes light as he's looking past you, and he runs through the through the four of you, and he looks at the door, and he goes, No! He's here! Who um, is
4: he? Who is this?
0: So he looks out, and you down the road, you can see torches already glittering. Um, it's now almost twilight. You know, it's coming into that last bit of light, and the sky is now pretty much dark overhead and you see down the road coming around the bend. Cause it's again, it's fairly flat, right? I mean, you're looking at this landscape and it runs right up to the, you know, the, the shoreline. You can see about a mile away. And there's at least 30, 40 torches lit and they're coming. So who, is, is, who is he? It is Don Rodrigo Valdez. He's coming to take her back. He's coming to take all of them back. I cannot let that happen. They have begged for sanctuary here in the Chapel of the Rose. I, I must, I must do, I must protect them. But you are good people, and this is not your fight. Please, just go. He, Don Rodrigo is, he is, um, he is a member of the church. He, he I, I will make him see reason, please.
4: Any fight protecting the innocents is a fight that we can take up.
2: I I'll not. will not let you take on these men yourself.
4: You are Friar Pablo, correct?
0: See, si, I, I, am, I am Pablo.
4: Then we were sent here. Well, Isabel was sent here. We came here to help her. I'm speaking to him in, Castil- in Castilian, by the way. I forgot to say that. Um. So we're here to help you. So let us help you. Is there anything that you can tell us about him, that we should know why is why is he hunting this girl and this child?
0: He looks at you, Yazzabel, and he says, "You seem very brave. You, and it looks like you know how to fight. Pray to God that it does not come to that." But this, this poor girl, she's only just had her quinceañera, and now, now she's Don Rodrigo. He, he wishes to bring her to his wedding bed, and the children are his slaves. They were sold by the family. They were very poor, and the mother and father had no chance to to make a better life for them. So. They are brought into indentured servitude for ten years, but they are young; they are babies. And poor little, poor little Miguel—he is suffering from fever. I—I I don't know what to do. <laughs> Please, I—I I will go talk to him. You stay here. I—I I will speak to him. I will let him know that that the children are un, under my safety and protection. And don't let yourselves be seen. He will only get enraged, thinking that others have 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 come to do something and and stop him from claiming his property, Friar. See,
1: si. where are the stairs for the tower?
0: The stairs for the tower over there, and he points to the corner. It is a rickety staircase. So the whole top of the church is not does not have a second floor, Jezebel. It's got um, the first third is is planked with flooring above your head. As soon as you enter from the back, there's a small staircase that goes up one person at a time, um, and that reaches the bell tower. Okay, and it walks to the center where the bell tower ringer, where the, where, the, where the ropes are. Other than that, it's beams. Every three feet, there's a giant beam that goes across from left to right. Um, and the rest of the church hasn't been, the whole, the rest of the flooring hasn't been put in. It's just beams across the top. And that extends all the way from the, the, the through the, the two thirds heading to the front of the altar. Can you envision that? Like it's just, yeah. okay.
1: So Isabel is going to go up the rickety stairs and sit in the tower. I'm assuming that's where those window slits are. Correct. And she has her musket and is gonna load it, prime it, and get ready to take a bitch out if something okay. would happen to our dear friar. It's also and a Ez- signal for everyone inside.
0: All right. You see, Isabel, everyone, yeah, you see Isabel make her way to the top of the, heading up the stairs. Ezra, Alisa, um, Gregor, what are you doing?
2: Uh, I want to... Take the pews uh, and stack. Basically make um, ramparts, not ramparts.
3: Barricade? Is what you're thinking?
2: Just cover. Make cover that we can hide behind and shoot over and around, if need be. Okay. Because I'm seeing a mob. Mobs do not usually mean, we're going to have a friendly conversation.
0: Okay. Alyssa? So, or Lisa? Sorry. Uh,
4: no, that's okay. Um. Do we know how many children are here right now? I know that we named he named three. Okay. I want to make sure that they're sectioned off somewhere. So I'm going to go and make sure that they're locked away unseen. And I'm going to come back up and I'm going to join the rest of the team, but I'm just going to make sure that everyone is safe and accounted for.
0: Ezra, what are you doing? You're going with Elisa first to secure the children, or are you helping with the barricade?
3: I'll help with the barricades.
0: All right, so you're going to take the window side, and uh, Gregor's going to set up the barricade for the fr- the door, the main door to the chapel that heads off to the beach road. So you're heading your your side, Joel. Um, for Ezra is going to be the door, the the side door with the two windows. That's where you're building up some sort of a protection because that it can be approached from that side, even though there's water there. It's it's a marshy water. Uh, and then Gregor's got the side where the friar's about to walk out. Um, Jezebel, within 30, 40 seconds, you see about 50 men, several on horseback. Uh, one very well dressed uh, in a, with a breastplate, uh, looks like this, slightly younger, but this would be a picture of the day. Don Rodrigo Valdez. And he's riding a beautiful white Arabian. Uh, it's cantering, kicking its heels as he as he rides in. Beautiful form in the saddle. Perfect posture. Big sword. Two guns. No hat. So you know he's not a real nice guy. Because if he was a nice guy, I'd have a hat. Um, Elisa, you see the trap door where behind the altar. You can't miss it. Uh, it's still slightly ajar. You open it and you go downstairs and you see the, that there are actually four children. Maria, the young woman who Pablo has already explained, Don uh, Valdez is here to claim. Uh, he paid a, a bridal price for her. For the others, he paid a certain amount of money that they would be indentured servants for 10 years to pay off the debts of the family. You see Esteban, who's the next oldest. He's about nine. Jorge and Miguel, seven and four. Miguel is lying there. He's feverish. He doesn't look good. Um, he's young. He's He's just... You know, very peaked, Uh, his color's all wrong, and he's, you know, there's some sweat. He's just, and Maria is uh, very, very patient and diligently, you know, dabbing his head with a cool rag and dipping it in the water. Uh, The two boys are kind of cowering. Um, Elisa, you also notice fireworks. A bunch of fireworks. Ooh. Possibly from some sort of festival. Who knows, but they've been down here for a while. But you're like, wow, there's a there's a pile of fireworks.
4: Yeah, um, I'm going to um make sure that I take those up with me. Um I come down, I I check on the feverish kid, I I make a mental note that when we do get out of here, I want to bring him to the ship to be seen by the ship's doctor.
0: Oh good God. Okay. <laughs> um
4: No, I, I just I just go down there and I assure everyone that we're here to help. I I speak to them in Castilian. So they know to trust me that we're here to help that no matter what they hear up above, not to leave until one of us or the friar comes and collects them.
0: She says, maybe it was, I did the wrong thing. I should have, I should have just married them. I, I, I'm of that age. I, no to be he's a rich man me i i just he it's the way he looks at me it's like i'm like I'm a chicken i don't you know i'm not he doesn't see me he just he only sees when the things that i'm uh, the, the shape I have nothing else my love, you
4: don't have to marry anyone or do anything that you don't want to in this world, and we're here to make sure of that
0: okay uh so upstairs jezebel he uh he stops and you see the friar come out. <clears throat> And uh, he's like, Pablo, we are not here to negotiate. Do not claim sanctuary with me. It's very simple. You have my property. I want it out here now. Or my men are coming in to take it. Maria, she will be my bride. I have already paid her dowry price. And the children, the young boys, they will work the field for a decade. Because that is what I pay for. You have no right to stand in the way of me and my belongings. This is the way it's going to be. Step aside, Jezebel, What do you do? <laughs> About to crack a shot off.
1: <laughs> um, um, fingers on the trigger. Okay. Finger is on the trigger.
0: The wick, um, is, the wick is smoldering very slightly. Yeah, You're she's, like
1: she's got it. Viewers, picture this, if you will. It is poised in the window perfectly. She's braced it. It's against her lovely, delicate shoulder, occasionally blowing on the, you know, the what's it called? The wick? Yep. Like occasionally blowing on the wick. A la Aramis in Musketeers the like he does. It's, yep, the it's just a you know, it's cool. Occasionally, you know, gotta <laughs> keep it lit. Just keep it going. Waiting for the perfect moment. She's lined it up. Hopefully it's a headshot.
0: <laughs> this okay. So Pablo says Rodrigo, I knew your father and he was a good man, but he spoiled you, rotten. You are not to take these children. They have called for the sanctuary of God inside the Chapel of the Rose. You have no right to be here. Go! Otherwise, condemn yourself in the eyes of God for forcing yourself upon an innocent child and taking these boys. One of them, dear Death Dorf, with with fever, he's so. He's a liar! I know the difference. Yes, oh, Sorry. I, I'm not meaning to interrupt your narrative.
1: I would like it known the minute that he starts resisting the priest. It's like he asked the minute that he keeps going. I'm going to fire.
0: So you're going to start the fight.
1: I don't want him to hurt the priest.
0: If I uh, Do this. Raise your hand. The second you think that gun should go off.
1: Gotcha. Okay. It is poised. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Is she outside of the church or is she inside she's, of the church? She's in the bell tower above you, Ezra. <clears throat> she's in the okay. bell bell tower above you. Um Pablo is outside, about ten feet. Gregor's got the barricades up. Not so much that the, the, the that Pablo can't get back in, I hope.
2: Um I'm, Gregor, yes. Um, I wanted to say I've I'm not behind him. I'm actually by the door on the inside, waiting for if he needs help, I'm gonna go out and get him. Okay. If he falls, right. I'm going to drag him in. Whatever the case,
0: Elisa comes back up, and uh, you go running over to Ezra. I'm assuming.
4: Yeah, I have the the box in my arms, and I look at him, and I go, Ezra, I found a present for you downstairs.
3: Hi, yeah, what, you, what, what, what is it? Be cannon? Would it be cannon? Maybe, maybe some muskets.
4: <laughs> well, it's think of it like a cannon. Um, it's it's a prettier cannon. I think it could do some damage anyway. I mean. I've never had a firework shot at me, but they do explode.
3: Ooh. Aisha <laughs> could be pretty. We could, we could. Let's, let's all make sure with our muskets that we're waiting till they're nice and close. You want a good shot at the body. Make a nice round hole.
4: You got it. I definitely Ezra. know how to do that.
3: All right, and Ezra starts going through the fireworks immediately, setting out the ones that can maybe be held And like uh, sort of aimed out the window Uh to be shot up. Are there anything like that on sticks, things like that?
0: So there is no pipe organ, but there is a stand for the flag of the nation. And the stand is about the base of the stand is a metal rod with a footing. So you can knock the footing off and you'd have a rod of about 12 inches. So you could put anything in there and line it up or you could pack it full of other shit and make a bomb. Um, there's, you have, there's, so we're going to go like this. You have what we call three big booms, five little booms, and a bunch of sparklers and fire, pr- just like poppers. Okay. So you've got okay. three booms that will absolutely take men out. You've got okay. five that could take men out, depending on the roles. And you've got a bunch of other things just to scare people and make them sound like pistols going off. Okay.
2: Monkey, do you have anything that could make a lot of smoke in there?
3: Well, uh, we could we could break one of them up and and fill up this air pipe, break it down, and fill it with the with gunpowder, and that would just basically make a big plume of smoke.
2: Aye, something to make to give us a smoke screen if we need it.
3: All right, so I, I take one of the smaller. So there's five. If you're gonna try to bandage. if
2: you're gonna, if you're gonna
0: smoke them, you'll need at least two. Smoke them, all
3: right. If you're gonna if you create take... that
0: kind of smoke on one side of the building, where like the inside, but remember you're in there as well, so smoke can be. I mean, it's great. We well, to be able shoot now.
3: it. We could shoot it out in front of the entrance or something. Mm-hmm. If I break the the flagpole, we could jam it in the flagpole. Um, and put a, a wad, a fuse in the other end, and light it. Um, uh, maybe put some packing on the back end so that it shoots out the other end because it'd be the easier end to get out.
0: Okay. Um, so do that. Yep. All right. So that's all going on. Yesabel, we're back to you. This is for you and the 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 quest and the vision quest that you're on. So you lean, the, you push the musket all the way out. You've, you're comfortable. Nothing's bothering you. You've t- you've already taken your hat off. Have you put the hat back on for the shot? Just asking.
1: Have I put the hat back on
0: for the shot? Have
1: I'm I put the hat back on? Yes, I have put the hat back on.
0: Fair enough. The it's hat's my, back on.
1: It's my lucky hat, not my best hat. Understood. That one doesn't uh, come out, but you know, it's a good hat. Lucky.
0: So you, the, this conversation has been going back and forth, and finally, you hear Friar Pablo say. Ugh, I don't want bloodshed. I... But I had no... You left me no choice with these children. There are... There are mercenaries inside the the chapel. They are here and they will stop you from entering, rather. They will stop you, Rodrigo. I do not wish to have to bury you, but they are not going to let you enter. And he says, Mercenaries! Fan out, boys! It seems that the friar wishes to have a fight tonight. If this is what you wish, Padre, I will do it. And I will burn the chapel to the ground. So you're about, Jezebel, uh, you're about to take the shot. Okay. So everyone, there's a moment of freeze, a moment of pause as he screams fan out. You see the men slowly starting to move left and right, um, especially towards the marsh side, because that's another doorway they can get in. A couple, you know, some are advancing. Rodrigo's sitting there. He says, burn this place to the grove. Like real slow motion everything. Jezebel p- p- props her arm in and all of a sudden, somewhere music begins to play. <laughs> the shot is prepared. Roll the dice. Thank you for listening to the Secrets of the Seraphim. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you would be interested in helping us continue to bring these adventures to you, please join our Patreon at patreoncom slash College to gain access to our solo adventures, interviews with the writer and casts, and advanced news about our appearances at conventions. You can also follow us on Facebook at the Bardic College page. Until next time, may all your days be filled with fair weather and calm seas.